Well, you found your way to another episode of Lonely Town, a killer's podcast with Derek and Jimmy. We're here to talk about all things killers, but mostly all things small town, Nephi, Lonely Town. And uh, today, Jimmy, we're going to we're going to go back into the old mailbag and do uh, another Q&A episode. So um, hope these people are on their A games because because they got the Q's and we got the A's. Yeah, as we look through some of the questions we had that we haven't answered yet, I was surprised how many good ones we've got. So thank you for submitting your questions um, on Reddit, Facebook, text message, however it comes, we'll we'll try to answer the best we can. So yeah, first question free. for this episode is from Wadi in Seattle, who asks, I want to know more about the rubber plant. Derek, what can you tell the good people about the rubber plant? Well, the ant couldn't move the rubber tree plant, Jimmy. That's the first thing they needed to know. <laughs> there's the there's the dad joke from the, the non-dad. But um, Thanks, no, we, we talked about it a little bit before. Uh, NRP, is, as we call it, Jones uh, rubber plant in the song, uh, manufactured like hydraulic hoses. Uh, it was a, was a strong factory job. A lot of people, um, especially if you go back, you know, 40, 50 years, uh, that, that was a, a secure job. You'd go get a job at the, at the factory. Um, just like a lot of America had a factory type work. That was the one in Nephi and you, you'd go there and that's where you'd work. I think I talked about it before. I had, uh, two grandparents, uh, both my grandpas retired from NRP. Uh, so it was the, the talk, um, growing up, if you weren't doing good in school or if you were slacking off or, or whatever, you'd have, uh, grandpa come and say hey if you don't start shipping up or or getting your stuff together you're gonna end up at the rubber plant and that's not where you want to be because it was it was long hard work shift work uh i remember you know my grandpa would come over and watch a lot of jazz games with us growing up because uh he didn't have cable and we did and that was back in the 90s when the jazz were like um a pretty good team going and rivaling with the chicago bulls and in the finals and things but I remember them coming over to spend some time and just watch the games uh, with us. But knowing that grandpa had been up at three or four in the morning, worked a full, you know, full day shift. And he's coming to watch the jazz just to go home, go to bed, wake up and do it again. So I I know in the song, it's kind of talked about as uh, kind of a, not, not negative, but it's not the place you want to end up. And it's obviously not the only job in town or the only thing going but uh, I have a lot of respect for those people that put in those hard hours and there's people still, it's still going, but it's, it's not an easy job. It's a tough job. And, uh, and it was a, it was a punishment to me too, a threat anyway. So that's, that's a little more about the rubber plant from my perspective, Jimmy. Yeah. The only thing I would mention for our listeners, uh, just to give them a perspective on Nephi, I think is in addition to the rubber plant and they're on the West Northwest uh, corner of town is I guess a whole industrial park area um, besides the hospital. And I guess there's a couple other businesses there. There's a more of the industrial area of town where we have the rubber plant. There's a metal foundry uh, where I worked and have some fond memories and some bad memories. <laughs> and, you know, there's landscape rock company and a vinyl fence fabrication plant. You know, there's those kind of things that are part of Nephi that don't really make it in. I mean, the rubber plant gets all the, the, the publicity for the album, but yeah, it's, it's part of a bigger part of town that, I mean, there's a bigger area than just the rubber plant where it's those in, an industrial type area with 
with those kind of jobs? Yeah, it's probably pretty similar to the foundry as far as it was. I mean, you'd wake up early. It was hard, tough work. You'd come home dirty, and uh, but it was what you were doing to make a make a paycheck. So definitely, it's probably the the spokesman for for the industrial side of town in the album. But uh, there's a lot of hardworking people. Uh, Nephi's, uh, I think Nephi's a pretty blue collar kind of town. I mean, at least my perspective, there's a lot of people that you know just get up and. They're either driving somewhere up north, like we talked about in the last episode. You're going the 35 miles north to, to work, or, or you have a job around town. But it's uh, a lot of blue collar, a lot of that type of jobs, or, or people living there, and that's that's something I respect. All right, our next question comes from uh, Reddit user Andreas. Andreas says, "What venue in Nephi would be the best place for a hypothetical homecoming pressure machine concert? The high school, Old Mill Park, the rodeo grounds." Where would you want to see them perform? I think uh, to answer first, my I think the logical answer is the fairgrounds, the rodeo grounds, just because it's an arena, um, you know, with a big rodeo arena. I mean, the area in the middle where they could put the stage and and have seating all around. But personally, the venue I would like to see them perform at is the golf course. It's a, you know, it would be more like a, a festival style crowd with a big stage and everyone just spread out across the grass. And for me, it would just be cool because I'm just knowing that, you know, I knew Brandon mo- the most from the golf course, but it's just where he spent so much of his time in Nephi when he wasn't in school was, was at the golf course. So it'd be kind of, kind of cool to have a huge, a huge festival outside of the Canyon Hills golf course. You're going to have to get some security clearance to give it right off that uh, golf course to let that many people trample on that grass. But <laughs> It'll hopefully at the end good, of the season, yep. Yeah, it'd be a good venue. I didn't. I, I wrote down a few, and uh, that wasn't one that I had. So uh, obvious obvious answer and the correct answer would be the the fairgrounds, but that's that's a little too uh, a little too on the nose. Um, I, I have a few different ones. I actually have probably a, a lot of different different ones uh, i like this question enough i, I went into detail uh, my first one would be the old gym uh nice. the old gym was uh just that it was an old high school gym where uh kids would go skating it was uh it's still i it's still there i don't know if they still do skating i doubt it but you go roller skate and uh, that was you know you'd have a lot of music so there's a lot of uh and, and junior jazz games but there's a lot of memories attached to the old gym as far as music goes um, my next one I put down would be the little Hold on, theater. One, one thing on that, the old gym, I want to throw. Can, I did think about it briefly. Um, you know, I kind of wrote it off in my head as being too small, but I thought about how cool it would be to be up in the the little balcony uh, up there. Um, some concerts I've gone to, I've been able to, you know, some of the smaller venues with balconies. I, I really like being up there. So I did think about that one, but it, it is pretty small, but it'd be a, it'd be a cool one too. It'd be it'd be really small, but if they rented out skates, people could uh, be <laughs> roller skating, and then you can stand up. You can stand up in the balcony, and uh, there'd be nowhere for the band to play. But it would be good. The next one I just thought would be fun would be the little theater. Again, it would be a very small, intimate thing. But in the high school, um, they built the new high school. They didn't build a theater. Um, the old high school, which would have been the high school that Brandon was was at well this time there, did have a. Uh, theater with the stage and everything for the drama department but i don't know why when they built the new high school if it was you know money or because they had one already or whatever they had a little theater which was uh 
I don't even know how you'd address. I guess it was theater style seating, but it was just really, really small, small room. It'd be a really small venue. And I thought that at the high school would be, would be kind of cool. Cause you'd have all the, uh, the legacy and the trophies of the hall that you'd have to walk down to get to the uh, concert. Yeah, that's true. I, you know, I know they use that sometimes for piano recitals and things like that. So yeah, it would, that would be a very, a very small crowd and we'd, we'd have to figure out a way to get a ticket to that show. My next one, I'm sorry, I probably went way too many, but this person asked, so they're going to get the full dare. <laughs> uh, the next one would be during the 4th of July, uh, there's the carnival in town at the park. And during that, they have a uh, talent show kind of thing where people, they have a stage at the park, uh, kind of like a cement slab. Uh, the people go up, uh, and they'll have some people like impersonating Nielsen or uh, Frank Sinatra or, or whoever. And you'll have like local kind of kid bands play a couple songs or whatever. Uh, I was just thinking, how crazy would it be if uh, next Fourth of July, unannounced, everyone's just down at the park doing the carnival and all that with the kids, and the killers just come out and start playing a set? Yeah, that'd be cool. That was, uh, we talked about earlier episode. That's also the site of the Bathing Beauty contest, so that would that would have some cool meaning too. Uh, yeah, it's the same stage where many a Bathing Beauty has been crowned. Um, I'll go through the next ones kind of fast, but, um, I, I just thought the, uh, um, let's see, what did I put down here? Now I'm trying I'll to read throw one in there. Here. The high school football fields would be another one where it's got, it stands, got a big you know, the football field. They could set the stage up on, you know, another one with, with song, uh, references. That would be a cool place to play. I have, uh. I have, I'll just do these last two in combo that I have. I just out West, kind of like you were talking about a uh, the style of, you know, just a, a festival style. You can just go kind of out West in one of those old fields where people would chase rabbits and uh, put up a, a stage and almost do a concert venue there or kind of like a festival setup or the old pinery. <laughs> That'd be a good one. They've got a little amphitheater there. They do. You kind of have to, to travel. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you know where it's at, you know, and if you don't, you don't. But uh, it would be a, be an interesting setup. But uh, I think the obvious answer would be either the rodeo grounds or uh, the, the football field would be pretty cool, too. Well, Derek, I do like that idea of the, the old pinery because no one would be able to find it. And so we'd be able to get get in there and not have too big of a crown. <laughs> and by the time they did find it, you know, it, it would be one of those... Um, like a pop i know there's a lot of these pop-up stores or, or things that are kind of cool thing if they just did a uh i don't know instagram or facebook kind of a cryptic message of uh one night only this friday or just popped up in a couple <laughs> hours you know and if you knew you knew and if not you uh you didn't all right well our next question is from reddit this is from abiori m and this Abby Ram is a lucky Reddit user who answered a question from in the last Q&A episode, but I really like this question. Did you enjoy growing up in a small town or did you dream of breaking out and moving somewhere else? Do you overall have a positive, negative, or mixed impression of small town life? I think the answer to that is, is yes, is both, all <laughs> the above. Um, I had a positive experience. I, I, I really like growing up in a small town i i liked uh you had tight-knit friends you, you kind of your parents could let you 
kind of turn you loose and know that you weren't going to get in too much trouble. And if you did, were getting a lot, you know, by the time you were trying to get in a lot of trouble, uh, somebody had already called and let them know and, and uh, they'd come take care of business or, or whatever. But um, there was also an aspect of, you know, the grass is always greener. You're kind of the, what was it? The city mouse and the country mouse. So um, you wanted to go see what the city life was all about or, or go see what else the world had to offer. But uh, for, for my, I don't know, my, I, I like to visit cities. I like kind of the, the things that are, are there to some extent. There's always kind of something to do or, or places to go and try or uh, there's kind of that hustle and bustle and excitement. Um, but I do like the, uh, the small town aspect of, you know, you can come home, you can kind of trust your neighbors a little more. Maybe that's just how I feel. Uh, you don't always have to lock your doors at night as, as we've learned through the killers, uh, album and you don't have to be fearful of, of everything bad's going to come and happen or, or, or I don't know. It seems like lower, lower crime rate and, uh, just the neighbor, um, I don't know the word there that I'm trying to think of, but kind of not. It's almost like that's down home southern feel, but that's that's not the word. I'm having a hard time trying to to say how I feel about it. I guess, but that's kind of my my uh, my upbringing. I guess was was the small town. I liked it. I've, I've done some city stuff. Um, it's it's fun to to visit, but it's not somewhere I like staying long term. So, growing up, did you dream of breaking out? Uh, I don't know what that means breaking out did, did breaking i want out, moving to somewhere else i was mean the question i don't think i i don't know i i don't think i ever saw myself just living in nephi for the rest of my days i think you know you talk to friends about well you grow up with the houses together or this or that or live by each other but realistically i guess i don't know where i wanted to, to break out to but i didn't ever see myself just just staying in nephi yeah i agree i think i'm the, the same way i i never really thought about needing to break out or or leave wasn't in a rush to leave uh, overall i had a, a positive experience and i loved growing up in nephi and the experiences that i had there but like you said there's definitely pros of pros and cons like there is anywhere you live uh, one of the cons uh, i felt like when i went to college i had a roommate that you know i would talk about nephi like we'd have to come up to provo to find something to do and um he was some from somewhere a lot bigger than Provo and, and kind of scoffed at the idea that you came to Provo to find something to do because <laughs> he felt like <laughs> Provo, he had to go to somewhere else outside of Provo to find something to do. And, um, you know, so I think it all depends on your perspective. And, you know, we, we would go to, to Provo to, to go to movies or bowling or whatever. I don't know. But it's not like if we if we had a bowling alley or a movie theater in Nephi back then, which they do now, they do have a movie theater, but at the time they didn't. And, you know, it's not like we would have gone there every day. We still would have had something, had to find other things to do. So I, I love, uh, you know, the experience we had growing up, just driving around, like we talked about um, with friends and uh, looking for stuff to do, you know, had had to be creative and had to use your imagination to come up with, ways to entertain yourself sometimes and and there's definitely positives to that even though sometimes we might have felt like we, we might have been sick of having to come up with, with something to do or feeling like we had to do the same thing all the time yeah i think even if nephi would have had the movie theater and stuff and we'll have to get into the, the there was a movie theater that burnt down that's a whole we should have done that with cody uh but <laughs> 
<laughs> but we still will. I mean, I still think you will have wandered up north, just, you know, going up to, that's what you call it when you go up to Provo. When you're from Nephi, that term, you'd go up north. Uh, if somebody was up north, you knew they were somewhere between Spanish Fork and, and Provo. And if they went any further, that was Salt Lake. They went up to Salt Lake. So uh, there's some terminology. Um, but I have nothing against I just didn't see myself there. But I think we would have, you know, you went to your movie theater. You went up to the dollar movie up there because uh, part of it was, you know, you were trying to meet new people that you haven't met, maybe impress some girls that you haven't been in school with your whole life so that they didn't, they didn't know every embarrassing thing or anything that you've ever done. And just kind of that freedom, you're kind of pushing the limits to see where you can get or where your boundaries are. So I think that's just adolescence. But uh, Nephi is a fine place and it's a, it's a great community. It's a good town. It was just, I don't know why I just never, never, I mean, if I had ended up there or if something, you know, happened now to where I could move or did move there, it's not like I'd see that as a negative or anything. I just, I just personally didn't see myself, I guess, just staying there and living there. Yeah. And I think a lot of it for me came up to not, uh, came down to not knowing what I wanted to do for a, a career. And uh, so, I, you know, I didn't see how, what career would I would fit in anywhere, let alone in Nephi. So um, I never, I don't really know where I imagine myself, but yeah, we talk, when we talk a lot about Brandon Flowers leaving Nephi and going to Las Vegas, you know, he, he was definitely in that situation where he, he had lived in Las Vegas before he, he'd had, I guess he'd had enough of, <laughs> of having to come up with his own fun things to do. I guess he played the, the golf course, the nine, same nine holes over and over again, enough times that he was ready to, to break out. Get so. 18. Well, even from that perspective, cause I, I moved to Nephi uh, in the fourth grade, but I moved from another small town. So it wasn't like, it was like uh, that different. Um, I mean, people and, and learning, you know, um, kind of who was the cool kids or who was, you know, the people stay away from or the bullies or whatever you had to, you had to navigate those ropes. But uh, I imagine if you came from Las Vegas um, to Nephi, it's, it's pretty drastic. And if you grew up and had a lot of fond memories of Vegas too, I mean, it, it's the kind of thing of your, your childhood anyways, when you think back to things that you grew up with, um, they're probably glorified. You remember the good or, or, you know, when your childhood home, when you were a kid, that thing was, you know, it was huge. And then you go back and see it. And you're like, <laughs> how, did we, how did we all fit in here? So I'm sure Vegas to some extent, uh, even go back to Sam's town and stuff was this just larger than life place, which it is. And that's what they build themselves as that's, that's their whole, uh, that's their whole gimmick is like, we're, we're larger than life. You come here, you forget about yourself. You live this fantasy. And so what happens here in, stays here, right? Yeah. What happens here stays here. But uh, if you grow up in that area, even as a kid, um, I mean, just kind of culturally learning that growing up with that, even if you're not really involved with, with everything that goes on there. And then you move to the middle of uh, the state of Utah with not a lot going on. I'm sure, and, and you have siblings telling you, remember when we grew up here, remember when we do this or that. I'm sure it just glorified and, and Vegas got bigger and bigger, chasing that golf dream. Uh, there's there's tons of golf courses all around Las Vegas. And one thing about Brandon that I think we have to acknowledge, and I think we've learned from just the killers touring lifestyle and putting out albums and stuff in general, is he's a, he's a workhorse. He's a... <laughs> he he doesn't just sit around. He doesn't just get his money and, and be be content. And growing up in Vegas, he he had you know jobs where he was hustling around trying to get tips, 
um, working, you know, it seems like he's got that motor and not everybody or not a lot of people have it probably to that extent, but even in general, there's, there's plenty of people that would be content with having a pretty good job where you bring home a couple hundred dollars a day, uh, you go golf on the weekends and, and that's your life. You're good with it. But it seems like with Brandon, that, that wasn't enough. Good enough was never enough. Um, even when he wanted to become a golfer, he was, you know, at the course, uh, every day you've had experiences with him there. John had experiences with him there. That's where a lot of people met him. Uh, he was just there grinding it out, trying to get better. When he went back to Vegas, uh, kind of the idea was he'd have more opportunity, more time to, to hone the craft to become a professional golfer. Um, and then when he comes to decide that he's going to be in the band, he doesn't just have this high school band or this band where they go play a few bars around town. Um, I mean, he commits and he goes for it. So I, I think with with a small town, uh, he could have ended up there. He could have been fine. He could have got a job. He could have started a business or whatever. But I think he probably saw something that related to him of this bigger city. And, and he went for it and he's and he's still going for it. So. I don't, I don't know how I got on that tangent, but I think there's a, there's a real uh, work ethic there with Brandon that should be commended. I mean, he doesn't have to do what he's doing, but he's still going for it. He's still chasing that dream. Yeah. And I think I like that tangent because that work ethic, that mentality is the reason we have pressure machine because they was sitting around in, in quarantine with nothing to do. And so he found something to do. He wrote a new album about, about growing up in Nephi. So in my in my mind, he must have learned that work ethic at Taco Time. So, yeah, I, th- I think it goes back to <laughs> to the getting by, and we'll get to that. I think his dad getting up early to go, you know, do the produce thing. I don't know what his family, uh, uh, the rest of them did, but if it's, you know, like we learned that they were running the safari, um, managing the annex and stuff. I think it was it was built into him, but I think. Uh, there's kind of like that Michael Jordan year to some people, like there's plenty of good basketball players and, and that's fine. But then there's some that have that extra gear and for whatever reason it's there. Uh, I think a lot of people in Brandon's position, you've been on the road for, for years. Um, you finally have some downtime with your family. Yeah. Quarantine sucks. COVID uh, was horrible, which with that shout out to uh, producer Frederick, hope you're, hope you're doing better. Uh, Jimmy's reading the questions this week because there's, uh, Frederick wasn't feeling quite up to his, bad for you, buddy. but yeah, that being said, he, he's a, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's a multimillionaire or he's at least financially secure. He could have sat at home with the family, uh, ordered uh, Grubhub and been just fine or went and played, you know, whatever golf courses in the world. But like you're saying, they, they put out this pressure machine album. So I don't think everyone in that same situation will, will have done the same thing. It's just, I think some people are wired a little differently. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, it's just what it is, I guess. All right. Our final question for this episode comes from Patricia on Facebook. She asked, my question is about the interstitials. A lot of them mentioned hunting. Is there a big hunting or gun culture in Nephi? I'm from the UK, so guns are a bit alien to me. Just curious as being mainly Mormon town. I would have thought they would be fairly anti-gun. Also, what is shed horn hunting? I'm guessing it's a collecting animals. A col- it is collecting animal horns that have been shed, unless there is an animal called a shed horn. Derek, <laughs> let's start with a shed horn because that's kind of fun. Yep. Uh, what What happens is, uh, especially deer, I think elk as well, but they have these antlers and they're kind of seasonal. And at some point, they they lose their antlers, uh, and those are called shed horns. So a lot of people, um, almost for a sport, 
we'll just go, you know, hike around and, and try to find these dropped uh, horns, these dropped antlers from from the deer or the elk. Uh, the bigger, the better. If you uh, if you do like a Google search, look up uh, Jackson Hole um, Shed Arch. There's like this huge arch uh, up in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, that's just made out of these things. Occasionally, you'll see people like on Main Street that buy them. And and going back to uh, some of the earlier days of the killers, this is I, I brought this up before too, I think. But uh, Brandon had a, a shed horn um, podium. I don't know what you want to call it, but that that was Nephi roots to me. There was uh, was the shed horns. Um, I mean, you've seen antler uh, chandeliers and that kind of thing. It's just I don't know. It's just kind of a hobby, but uh, hunting is definitely in the in the blood of Nephi and in the culture. Um, Jimmy, do you want to go off a little bit about the, the Mormon aspect of that and the shed horns or whatever you got there? Yeah, I think, you know, the religion, as far as, as guns go, I, I've never really thought of a connection between that or, or, um, really, you know, a, a religious person not wanting to have guns because they're religious because in Nephi, it wasn't really, you know, I didn't see it as much for protection, maybe a little bit for protection or, you know, for crime, it was, you know, it was for hunting or for a hobby, you know, going to, sh going shooting and, you know, target shooting or trap shooting, you know, there's gun clubs around Nephi and just, just to practice shooting. It's, it's a hobby. It's, it's not really, you know, I never would have thought, oh, because of my religion, I, I shouldn't own a gun, but, you know, I could see how that would be, you know, especially in the UK where regular people can't, can't own a gun. So, uh, it's definitely a big, big culture. There's a big hunting culture. We talked a little bit about it on the uh, Runaway Horses episode, but yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's just another thing that people do. It's not, it's not really, you know, it's not seen as, as a bad thing that people have guns. It's just yeah, it's part of life. It's not really the Hollywood version. I think if you're from the UK and you're looking at America, you probably see these, uh, crime dramas or these uh these movies or, or tv shows where it's like you know these these people are, are up to nefarious things and they got their their pistols and they're you go going shooting up places or whatever uh this i mean not saying handguns don't exist in Nephi, but it's more traditional like your shotguns or your rifles and it's more of a sport thing uh but i do think that uh it is i don't know it, it, it's up there it's it's nothing that's that's shunned by the religion and it's not I don't know. I guess you see good, good gun fearing people. So why do they have guns and why are they out killing things? But it's more of a sport aspect and, and to provide for your family uh, as far as the food and that kind of thing goes or, or something, almost something to do. Go shoot pop cans off a, off a fence post or something like that. Yep. Shotgun pickup trucks. <laughs> in the parking yeah. Lot. yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, just thinking about it, you know, I, I mentioned the, uh, the shooting range in Nephi. I don't know if it's still active or not. They're on out on the west side of town. There used to be a, a gun, a shooting club. Uh, there's a every time I drive to Delta, I see the Dog Valley Gun Club sign, and you know, maybe there's it's you know in Mona. There's we've got friends that work at the the ammunition factory. There's you know it's just part of life here. Yeah, so it's kind of the culture. I think all those uh, shooting clubs are still up. There's, there's some that specify so, or, or they they have a specific niche that they work in. So there's people that like to trap or skeet shoot or shoot the clay pigeons, whatever one you want to call them. And so there's 
people that just do that and they have their competitions and that's that's more of your shotgun based or there's people that like to target practice kind of like the, the longer shooting so they'll go up and uh you know set up competitions and um yeah there's all sorts of those kind of clubs yeah so patricia thanks for your question it's definitely interesting to think about when when you have somebody with from somewhere else asking your question with a different perspective it just makes you think think about the uh you know the reason behind why we do things, you know, that we just grew up when we're normal to us, but I can see how it might seem odd to, to somebody that we've got these weapons. Cause you know, if you look at it as a weapon, then you might think, Oh, the religious aspect of it might, why would you want a weapon? But I, I see it more of as a, as a tool or a hobby, you know, for, for fun and uh, for providing for your family, like you said. And more recreation. They actually have like uh yeah, there's sportsman's outings and all that kind of thing, of, of like Elks Lodge banquets kind of things. So, um, now the UK fans, I'll, I'll give them this, Jimmy. The Killers were really smart. Um, it's probably more fate or however it worked out. They start off in the UK, but those fans are passionate. And I think we're lucky that we kind of get to borrow a little bit of that fan base. I know it's not a lot or we're not the Killers. I get that. But uh, the fans over in the UK have, have been really, really great that, that we've dealt with. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And if you guys have any questions that you want to uh, have answered, we, we got a list going, but we can always use more. Uh, hit us up on, on Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, wherever wherever you see us, text us, whatever. We'd, we'd be happy to answer them on the next uh, question and answer episode. Yeah, and I just to close, I want to give my own shout out to the people of the UK. One of my favorite videos of... Um, Killers related videos on the internet is a video of, I think it's an Irish pub where it's after somebody's their friend's funeral. They're all in the pub together and they're singing Mr. Brightside. And there's a guy up on the, up on the bar and they're just so into it and, you know, emotional and it's a super cool video. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out. Send me the link and I'll put that on the, uh, I'll put that on the show notes for this. For okay. this uh, okay. Sorry. Let's not seeing each other, Jimmy. We, we're. <laughs> With that being said, that's another episode down from Lonely Town. <laughs>